This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And uh, yes, uh, this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we return from Cheltenham, uh, a slightly different show in light of everything that's going on in the world at the moment, but I still think we had some fun moments. Such we as did, yes. Tim Vine, uh, comedian, Elvis impersonator, Sutton United fan, all areas we covered uh, this afternoon when he joined us in the studio. Always good to see him. We had live sport. Um, it's egg-based, as uh, as you're <laughs> discovering. Yeah, yeah. It was very exciting. Very exciting. Um, and uh, Paul Breen Turner, our yeah. old mate from uh, Spain. Spain. He's, us, he's in lockdown. He is, but what it's like. Not even there. in his own property, no. <laughs> which is a bit weird. I do feel for those people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we still put Andy to the test on last week's shows at Cheltenham in Don't Ask Me. So here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yeah, good afternoon, Paul. And these are strange times. I know that because I watched Halifax against Ebbsfleet. I've never watched anything like that in my life. Yes, uh, you did say it was a bit of a shock to the system. So what was it? I mean, look, it's it's great that there was live football no, on for yeah, you, Andy, so you got so, your yeah. fix. Because no. um, I think that could well be it. I did. So I watched the rugby league yesterday. It was a bit no, one-sided. It wasn't a great game. Was it, it wasn't. Was I mean, I was, yeah. I was saying to our old friend Martin Kellner, I sent him a couple of texts, and this was potentially yeah. a great shop window for the sport. But Saints didn't really turn up, no, unfortunately. It was a very one-sided game. It was a good game. The Ebbsfleet. The thing is about the National League. You know, the players. Obviously, if those players were playing in Sunday morning, they'd look fantastic. They're obviously very, very. <laughs> no, they're obviously very, very Talk good players. It. I'm looking at our producers of no. the National League side. So that is quite damning with faint no, praise. No, they're very, very good players. A bit like it is the difference between going to a play at the Old Vic and something at the local arts centre. That's for me. There is a difference. You know, you've got to say that there you is don't. definitely a difference. You can't say there's no difference between the Premier. League standard. No, there isn't. I think, no, 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 there is a difference. But I'm just thought, I thought yeah. it was quite interesting that you opened up by saying well, that. Um, it's just the honest, it's the honesty, you know. I'm mean, sure if they played Sunday football, the they'd be brilliant. I tell you what I did like. I like the, you know, you know what I'm saying. I enjoyed the, uh, the sort of uh, rugby league style dressing room shots of the coverage. 
uh, yes. you know, where it's mute. Mm. So, but you can see the manager, like Kevin Watson, the Ebbsfleet manager, was brilliant the way he was so animated. And you could see what he wanted the players to do, and you could see they did it in the second half. So that was a lot of insight. I'm not sure about interviewing him, though, at 1-0 up when Halifax were attacking with a right cringer if the ball had gone in while the girl was talking to him, you know, interviewing him as they as Halifax were approaching the Ebbsfleet goal. I thought oh, that right. was a bit risky. But uh, all in all, it was all right. Halifax had, uh, they had, a play, they had Terry Cooper's grandson playing for them, Charlie Cooper. Oh, right, what so about they had a player there? called Cooper and they had a player called Mayer. So it's easy to see who get the blame for their defeat. Mayer Cooper, come on. That's nice. Thank it's you very much. One for all the uh, Latin you scholars get, you out there. You don't get Latin puns on Jim's show. Yeah. <laughs> well, you might do. We may have just missed them. <laughs> Gary O'Neill could have done he could have done 10 minutes in Latin <laughs> while we were having our it's meeting. We've got no idea. Highly unlikely. Uh, there is still live sport on Andy Goldstein, says. Uh, yesterday, uh, Judd Trump won a record-breaking sixth-ranking event in the season. We are going to have a chat about this event oh, yes, later on, Andy. Me as well, Andy. We're going to have a chat to, uh, to one of the players who had to self-referee at that tournament because they yeah. were shooting the old Gibraltar Open. Uh, Hendry can only manage five, and the Tour Championship begins in Wales tomorrow. So yeah. now, there is look, there is live sport. A lot of it's going to be going on. We've got live racing at Kelso. A lot of it's going to be going on behind closed doors, well, as we know. There's not much live sport, let's be well, honest. It's no. very, very reduced. Bits, and I think it's going yeah. to get you know further reduced over the next yeah, 24 yes, hours or so. Different. Understandable. But Ken Doherty, Ken Doherty, rather, he doesn't yeah. want the Crucible to hold the World Championship without fans. But I was thinking there'd be less coughing and throat clearing that you normally get at the Crucible. That, there probably would be. That's so very true. I mean, look, it wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt it as much. I don't see why you can't play snooker Behind closed doors. I mean, you could no, always, because the, would the, you would you take a little bit of sweetening in the in the you know you could have you could have someone there on a control if there's a good shot someone could just play a little <laughs> like, bit of a like pause it's, in it's sitcom yeah. sweetening okay so you could just sort of put in a, <laughs> put in an applause track yeah. but it would make you feel like there was a crowd there remember the old TV show <laughs> yeah. fifteen to one. Oh, yeah. During that time, we popped into the studio because it was next door to where we were That's working. Right, yeah. And we were shocked and stunned to find there was no studio audience there. So all those people used to applaud at the end of the beginning yeah. and say goodbye to contestants. Yeah. No, they weren't there at all. No, nobody was there at all. <clears throat> it was all virtual. That's yeah, right. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, it wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't put you off. It wouldn't ruin you. You know there weren't people there. Snooker, there's certain sports that you, it's Snooker, definitely. You know, fishing, for example, yeah. and that could, he doesn't need a round. If, it, if we just have one kind of response, so kind of the, the polite or the, the applause you get at the crucible for a great shot, right? <laughs> yeah. But you'd use that for a brilliant goal in the football. <laughs> yeah, that would be just, worth. We just have a government-sponsored... <laughs> Government-sponsored applause for rubbish, sporting events. It might be a little bit different. I've got a result from the Paraguayan Jail League... Oh, have you really? Because yeah. yeah. Ronaldinho's team won 11 2. It's not they? a great surprise, is it, really? That's still gone ahead, is it? Well, that, that has to be uh, by default behind closed doors, doesn't <laughs> yeah, it? It was very much so, yeah. He is in a Paraguayan jail. Have you missed so, this yeah. story and all the mayhem that's been going on? No, um. Uh, Ronaldinho Gaucho, as, uh, as uh, Tim Vickery always calls him, of course, has he been... borrowed the guard's sh uh, training shoes. Is that what he did? Mm, he's training. got six months. He lost an appeal and he's in there with his brother, did Roberto. He six months? Apparently. They're saying, yeah, he's, he's going to spend six... He's likely to spend six months in jail after losing his remand appeal. Good Lord. Um, they say he poses a medium to high risk uh, of skipping the country if oh, Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> I think the judge had a point there. Yeah, I, think I don't think did, he'll yeah. be sticking around in Paraguay to await justice, will he? Yeah. Be smuggled out in, in a violin case or something. Well, you know, slightly bigger it's, than that. Double bass yeah. case. Not that small. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. We can go on together with suspicious 
Well, that is my karaoke Elvis song of choice, actually. Suspicious Minds. The producer right. didn't know that, but um, more on that. Was that in Elvis a or Tim? I couldn't tell. Well, <laughs> very good question. Just before we carry on, good afternoon, Stephen Hendry often tunes in. Hi, Steve. Sorry, mate. I, I, I read uh, in good faith an Andy Goldstein message out did earlier on that in brackets says, says Hendry can only manage five. <laughs> and then Andy said, Steve's not happy you said Hendry can only manage five. Uh, blame, blame Goldstein, Steve. Nothing to do with me. <laughs> anyway, Tim uh, Tim Vine is with us. Uh, Tim is Plastic Elvis, a unique tribute to a legend. Yes, yes, that's right. I mean, I've always been a massive Elvis fan, and I thought uh, this was the right time in my career to become an Elvis impersonator. <laughs> Aged 53, this this is the right moment, isn't it? Yeah. I've, you don't have... Had you perfected one in the... Had you ever kind of gone into it? Or? I kind of you to use a, a word like perfected. <laughs> you know, there's somebody who hasn't seen the act. <laughs> um, well, I, I I first started sort of... Um, I was into Elvis from almost immediately after he died, actually. There was, there was such a big splurge of all, all yeah, the stuff yeah, that yeah. I really got into him aged about 11. Um, and I remember I used to mime to my brother's uh, 1972 Madison Square Garden album. Right. And, um, and that's how I... That's when I first... Attempted to was do an impression one song, of him. Is, can you remember? Was there one song that kind of captured your imagination at, at that time? Was there one song that you you loved? Maybe um, it was your favourite Elvis song. Uh, it was so much of it, really. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that whole album, that live album. I yeah. lo I loved the whole thing of him, just the, the charisma that you you got from seeing him do anything live. I mean, I can remember the uh, um, the CBS special, which was two months before he died, yeah. and, and seeing that, and that, those bits where he walks off stage and you get about ten seconds of him walking down a corridor. I wanted to see more of that. You know, you think, God, it looks, look, he looks so cool just walking down a corridor. Now, it's 11, to have that impact on an 11-year-old, it shows the reach of the man, doesn't it? Yes. That's the album that starts true. with 2001, isn't it? It starts yeah, yeah. With, yeah, that's of course, right. yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So, basically, what does the show consist of? Because, I mean, people would have a certain expectation of going to a Tim Vine show. That's yes, it's not, like, it's not like that. It's not like that. Elvis-based puns. Yeah. yeah, no, there's no Elvis-based puns. Yeah. Um, well, not not really. No, I mean, it's, I, I, the, the, <laughs> of course, they're bad. <laughs> no, no, there isn't really. Only half an hour. No, no, there really isn't. I was just thinking that there is humour in between the songs. Mm. But I do that in kind of Elvis's sort of yeah. humour. You know, I quite like the idea of Elvis was doing puns. I mean, I think. Yeah, well, I do yeah, attempt yeah, one at one point, and then I say, uh, uh, I'll leave the comedy to the professionals. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, do so the whole th show in the voice. I do the whole thing in character and talk as him in between. I'm doing, I'm doing my best, you know, to be his. <laughs> Look you sort of look like him in the photo. You look at a touch of the Which Robert photo are you looking at? Robert De Niro as well. Oh, that's kind. Well, last time I came in, you said suede. It does look a bit like Brett from oh, Swade. Yeah, you go with that again. That's true, yeah. It does a bit, really. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, one of the people you've got working with you has written songs for Elvis. Is that right? Yes. Now, whether or not he will be with us on the tour, ah. we're not sure. Um, flying from the States, is this the issue? No, he's, his name's David Martin, right. he's an absolute legend. He also wrote Can't Smile Without You for uh, Barry Manilow. Oh, so, okay. I mean, he's written some uh, amazing songs. That's his fault. Um, that's a brilliant song. It's a great that's song. That's a brilliant song. Yeah. I won't have a word said against it. It's a great um, song. But, uh, no, he wrote four songs for Elvis that, that Elvis did. There were sort of album songs or songs in, I think one nearly made it into a film, but it ended up on as album tracks. Yeah. Um, and he he comes on and we, we sing a duet of one of his songs, but it's probably 
Um, I think it's looking like he probably won't do a tour with us. Oh, he's, he, he's in his seventies, David, and yeah. you know he's, there's uh, considerations on, on that front, obviously. So, but, is, uh, it, it's a con- is, is it a concert set list you've constructed of the King? Totally. It's right. just it's really my favourite Elvis songs. Okay. Um, the whole thing is a vanity project. Let's not, <laughs> let's not get away from it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very honest of you to admit. Well, that. I'd like to know who you would if you could go out on the road with a band and uh, and be who would you like to be? Who would you guys I would, choose? I would probably go out as the uh, country singer Charlie Rich as oh, Trivia. Yeah, okay. That would have to be behind closed doors. <laughs> That, that is the problem. Good. That's a good joke. So we, good. Couldn't have, we couldn't have a crack. <laughs> I'll, I'll save, that, save that up for you. I told Andy, I'll, uh, say, yeah. I'll add that for Tim later. That's I'll tell Andy, I'll tell that to Tim later. I like it. But, Andy, uh, who, would yeah. you, uh, who would you like to go out I with? think uh, Jose Feliciano. <laughs> Andy's going to see Jose Feliciano. <laughs> well, is Jose still coming now? Uh, my, my, I mean, my is, he, is he still coming to Bex Well, we don't know. What does he do? It's May the 8th. I no, don't even know what that is. He was, Light My Fire was the big, it was the big hit. Come on, baby, Light My Fire. Well, yeah, yeah, California that's, Dreaming. You're doing the Doors version. Well, well Amy uh, Stewart actually I was doing. Oh, OK. <laughs> California <laughs> Dreaming. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, again, another song, oh, isn't okay. he? Basically sings other people's songs. He does. Songs. He yeah, well, Elvis did sing other people's songs. Yeah, Elvis didn't write songs. in his own way. That's very, very true. I mean, this tour... I may have to, because I don't think Jose's coming. What, what do you, I mean, we are kind of reaching a stage we're seeing in other countries that even the smallest mm. gatherings of people are being curtailed. So, yes. I mean, what, what are you being told? Um, well, th- there's no there? danger w- that my ticket sales are going to get into the area of mass <laughs> gatherings. Um, <laughs> no, actually, Fair it's been enough. selling very well. And we, d- and we, d- we don't know. Listen, as far as I'm concerned, everything's all on until I'm told by the government otherwise. That's the way I've always lived my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's... Um, the part of uh, John Archer plays Big Buddy Holly. What's yeah, John movie? Archer, who is a, he's he's a, or he's my best mate and a comedy magician by trade. Right, and uh, he got to the semi-finals of the last uh, Britain's Got Talent actually. Okay, but don't hold that against him. Oh right, um, he's absolutely brilliant. But he is doing Big Buddy Holly, so he comes on in the first half. Um, and he's sort of a bit bigger than than uh, Buddy Holly was, and uh, and he's the hiccuping hillbilly sensation, and right. uh, <laughs> comes on and goes, well, eh, 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 hello. Oh right. <laughs> you know. So the songs of Buddy Holly by a slightly bigger man. Yes, I guess so. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of the warm up for you. Yeah, uh, well, right. yeah, I guess you could put it that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is Sounds it? Um, it must be great working with a, a live band. Must oh, it? it's just the, what's, the, what's band, the lineup. What's the, what the band? There's the High Noon band, um, which is got together by a very good friend of mine called Graham Noon, who I've done all my comedy. Uh, backing tracks and stuff with down the years so I've known him since I was 18 so he got it together so the, he's, he's on the keyboard with various trumpet sounds yeah it's a trumpet <laughs> yeah. no it's him playing the keyboard um, we've got a brilliant drummer Tony Holmes bassist Gary Williams um, Roy Sudan fantastic guitarist and Josie Quinn backing singer and I joke uh, with, with Josie I say to the audience uh, she, she's got the best best voice in this this band by some way because <laughs> you know, she really has got a fantastic voice ah. we have to keep her fairly low in the mix else it shows me up <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the kind of suit you're wearing here is, is a kind of of the sort of comeback special style this yeah of, so I mean do you, are there many changes of co- can we expect changes of costume what was the Elvis there's one the change years? of costume at the end of the show I get out of that right <laughs> <laughs> hopefully into something else that you should pay to see that as well that's not yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's a bit like getting out of a diving suit is it like <laughs> it is, a wet yeah. suit yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah imagine if the water was in there <laughs> yeah. as well Yeah. so do you do kind of the late Elvis Vegas years trilogy yeah, it's a, it's type a, stuff yeah American trilogy we do yeah, that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean that suit doesn't. Unfortunately, because it's plastic, it doesn't. The sweat doesn't go anywhere. So I, you know, as I say, you know, you, oh, you, you take the zip down. It's, it's like taking the front off the Hoover Dam, man. 
It would be great to do a, a, the marathon now in October, possibly. <laughs> I would honestly in that suit. 100 metres, that's as far as I get. Where did you find a plastic um, Elvis comeback special outfit from? Did you have it specially made? Or I wore it in an episode of Not Going Out. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, where he was making uh, making a, uh, a, so we say, a, a rude film accidentally in his flat. Right. Lee, Lee was. Yes, yeah. And, uh, and I get roped in somehow and I end up wearing that black suit. And everyone was going... Uh, God, this looks quite suits you, actually, Tim. And I said, "It's uh, I've got a belt on it." And I said, "That's a bit like Elvis comeback special, isn't it?" And everyone, maybe, maybe everyone was just humouring me. Yes, yes, it is, Tim. Yes, <laughs> um, yes, you should do that on the road. Yes, I will. And they all laughed. And is there one did. song of, of from the set you do as Plastic Elvis that you always look forward to singing? Is the one you can't wait for it to come up? I, li- I like. I mean, it's a, it's a, a sort of classic uh, mistake of, of uh, singers. I'm now calling myself a singer. <laughs> That's a classic mistake right there. Right there, yeah. yeah. But, uh, is that they that they tend to lead towards a ballad, don't they, where they get more yeah, out yeah, than yeah. anyone else. So I like... Uh, I like some of the, the slower ones, and I also like, I like I just can't help believing. I just can't help believing. It's a good that song, one, you know. That's yeah, a good song. yeah, absolutely. Um, but I like all this. There's all the stuff like you know, CC Rider at the beginning, and uh, um, you know, Blue Suede Shoes, American Trilogy. Yeah. Um, then we got some slightly more obscure ones. Early Morning Rain. In the early morning rain. Yeah, he liked you know Rain Elvis. Kentucky yeah. Rain was another one he did. He was yes, quite, he was a big fan called, of Rain. Yes, yeah, he was a massive. Yeah, yeah. living in the wrong country. Elvis, I never knew he was. That. He would have been a weatherman had it not really worked out. Did for he have him. an umbrella or did he just let it fall? I just on think him. he let it fall on him, really. Just the kind of man he was. Well, he liked the water, didn't he? Because this is my one Elvis joke. Um, Elvis Presley was climbing out of his swimming pool for the tenth time. Priscilla said, "What are you doing?" He said, "I can't help falling in love." <laughs> yeah, come on, yeah, <laughs> we are. Tim Vine is with us. Sutton United fan. We'll talk about yes. that. Uh, Marvin said, "Died a very nice day." Dulwich Hamlet the other day. Um, I think Dulwich Hamlet have called time. They've decided not to play anymore. Marvin subsequently today, not to play anymore for the season. Well, right? not for you're yeah, not. No, no, they're no, not no, winding up as a club. I don't no, want to worry no. the fans, but I think they have taken the decision not to continue. A crowd of two thousand saw a well needed win over Hemel Hempstead. Get yourself down to your local non-league club. They need the help. And all the time, mm. it is being played in front of small crowds. I mean, look, I, th- I don't know if it's irresponsible to say get behind your local club or not. We don't quite know what the government guidelines are at the moment. But, <sighs> yeah, it's um, hard to know, isn't it? I mean, it, one wants to... Uh... You know, I mean, these clubs, they're, the wonderful thing about... I'm a Sutton fan, but the, the great thing about Sutton is just it's different. For, it's totally different from the, you know, you go to... I'll give Chelsea as an example because my, my brother's a fan. Yeah. But that kind of massive Premier League thing is all great and very exciting. But yeah. there's something fantastically unpretentious about as, as, yeah. as the uh, National League. Well, uh, Andy watched Ebb's Fleet versus who is it? Um, uh, Halifax. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Game the other plenty day. of endeavour, plenty of skill, but there is a difference between Premier League football and National League football. Yes, of course there is. Of course yeah. there is. Yeah. Uh, Tim's with us. We will chat about Sutton United and other matters besides. You can catch him on tour. Uh, we'll talk more about that as well. Plastic Elvis, and it gets underway. Uh, Friday the 1st of May and uh, runs until the middle of June. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Tim Vine is with us here, actor, comedian and Sutton United fan. You wrote yes. the game uh, midweek last week with yes. our producer John Cadogan and Charlie Baker who do the uh, not at all talky United biased national obsession podcast. Not at all, no, no, no. no. Um, yeah. And you, you took them to the game. You gave them a bit of hospitality at Sutton United, didn't you? Yeah, they hospital. had a meal and everything and we never discovered what would have happened if uh, what their reaction would have been to a talky goal because we won 2-0. Because uh, uh, <laughs> they were sitting with, with the chairman and we in that sort of little cluster no, of uh, did you warn them not hierarchy. did you warn them not to react no or? no we didn't actually we sort of said uh, you know do do what uh, you want to do I think well I think the chairman may have said something along the lines of well it might look slightly strange if you that's my impression of Bruce <laughs> 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 is that I mean is that's that very good like? says the producer said that's that's Bruce, un- Bruce is hilarious absolutely that's hilarious. uncanny <laughs> maybe that's a new set it could be impressions of people from non-league football <laughs> almost as soon as they sat down for lunch he was, he was he, the first person he, he mentioned was Charlie Charlie yeah. Baker as we know yeah and uh, and he goes uh, oh I thought thought you said he was a comedian and Charlie was like blimey and I said don't worry he insults everyone then he went it's just that you were, you were the first don't worry it's gonna happen to everyone <laughs> <laughs> he works the room yeah exactly um have you considered i mean sutton united currently find themselves 14th uh, in mm. sort of similar uh, territory to talkie united so we had a great run over christmas we we started the first half of the season mm. it, we, they were all kind of one nils going against us and it felt like it was it was unlucky some of those results and i think uh, probably that was the case because now everything seems to have just gone the other way we've got two very quick people up front Adji, Adji, David Adji, boy. Ah, I knew I'd, I'd get the pronunciation wrong. <laughs> okay. David, as I always shout him. Yeah, David. come on, Dave. Come he's on, fantastic, Dave. though. He's, he's absolutely brilliant. And he didn't let us down. Um, when I, I said to, the, to Charlie and John, I said, you want to watch David because he's... And, that, and they realised right, he, had, he had an absolute blinder, you know. Mm. And should just mention Mike Chapman, who uh, was at Beano Records, he used to supply us with Remember Mike? Yeah, sporting yeah, discs, which we had a lot of fun oh, with over okay. the years. He's a Sutton United fan. He was there... On Saturday, and he sat with you and had lunch at a game earlier in the season. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, I've all, I've, I'm no, I know him old, well. He's probably got a lot of old Elvis records. Um, I'm sure he has. Yeah, Al- yeah. Alan, Limited edition. Alan Devonshire of Maidenhead was not at all happy that the game uh, went on at, at the weekend. He's not uh, happy. He said it's not about football, it's about mm. life. Um, and at the moment, we've got no direct message from no, uh, well, the I mean, National League. How do you feel about the games going ahead? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's not. I'm, thankfully, it's not my decision to. Yeah. You know, we just have to take it from the uh, experts. And would you do still what we're go, told. Tim? Would you? Would you still feel? Comfortable not if we were told not to go. I wouldn't yeah. go. I mean, it's a bit of a strange one for mm. comedians, isn't it? Because 
Um, we need audiences. I mean, I'm supposed to be going to the Edinburgh Festival in, in August. I'm yeah. trying to get some, some, try some, some stuff out. Find out what's funny. And yeah. you can't try out what's funny on individuals. You need to have people sat in front of you. Sure. So, uh, so it's a you know, and football. I suppose you can play without an audience, but then people are kind of saying you can't, aren't they? Sort of. Well, you can. It's just not as good. That's all. Yeah, no, true. I mean, but it's quite well, hard to do comedy without an audience. As you say that yeah, is. Yeah, quite... yeah. It's not as good. Yeah. That's that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite difficult. Yeah, I was thinking that I said people could, you could do a gig online and people could tune into it. But Paul made the point that you wouldn't get you know, any, no laughter. Get you no wouldn't laughter. know. You know, you get yeah. nothing back, would you? Really? Yeah, and, and, and played in that little bit of sweetener from the snooker, <laughs> which is what we're thinking. That's true. And also, you couldn't make a living from that, could you? That's the other thing. No, you. Well, I mean, well, unless you charge pay per view. Yeah, yeah, but pay per view. So plastic much... Elvis to, a, to no, in front of no audience. <laughs> well, the big yeah. ending of the song, you know, yeah, that yeah. would be, and then nothing. No sound as well, because I wouldn't have any clearance for the songs. <laughs> Just be a visual. <laughs> Tim, would you pay a quid each to watch Tim Vine mime Elvis songs? Basically, in a, in a wetsuit. Yeah, Tim Mime. That's Tim, yeah, Tim, Tim Mime, mime. that's it. Yeah, that would, that would uh, certainly What about be the, uh, the rest of your career? Is uh, you doing any... <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> How do you see it going? Yeah. <laughs> Don't start asking him questions like that. Well, as I say, I I'm the rest of your career forever. I mean the rest of your work. Well, as I say, but the, uh, I'm, the, my main concern and has been until all the dramas recently really that I'm trying to get a new hour of stand-up together which I was going to do mm. and, and hoping still to do at the Edinburgh Festival um, so that's kind of the my main thing is I'm a comedian this this is Elvis thing is a uh, yes. a yes. bit of a sidewards thing you know mm. yeah sure sidetrack uh, we, we talk I mean the the, the f there's not a lot of games. We're going to talk later on to uh, the guys at Zenit St. Petersburg who did play at the weekend, but even mm. they haven't adjust their cloth accordingly. But uh, we read it that Charlie Wyatt... Uh, Charlie, sorry, Charlie Wyatt. <laughs> we don't want any trouble. Charlie Wyatt from The Sun. I predict a Wyatt. Um, Notts County 4, Eastley Neil. He said uh, that was the biggest crowd for a game in Western Europe at the weekend. The 4,942 went to that match. Well, a friend of mine did a gig in uh, Colchester. In fact, John Arch did a gig in Colchester. Just uh, last night was it? Was last night Sunday? No, the night before Saturday. He said mm. it was rammed and it was everyone was in a fantastic mood and it was kind of. Br I think may maybe there's an element yeah. of people just really you know when while we're still allowed to you know there is. I mean, the, the thing is, still, people keep making there are lots of comparisons being made with a kind of wartime mm. spirit, which of course most people, probably mm. all of us, have never experienced. Exactly. But, but it's a very different comparison. One is a virus, yeah. and one was the Luftwaffe. I mean, <laughs> no, there, it's is, different. there is a difference. Yes. You couldn't blow them and you can't hunker down to no, protect no, what's yourself the from same a virus. Is community spirit. Yeah, no, people, I totally yeah, agree with that. But there are there are different. You can't, you know, if you blew your nose, the Luftwaffe wouldn't retreat. That's what your point. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. But it's just you know, there are there are there are subtle differences, of course, as I'm sure we're all aware. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, mm. if you can't take in football matches, Tim, and you mm. can't go to Sutton, then you won't be able to watch England, which is another one of your. No, I know. I know. Are you are you a player of? Do you like football manager? You get involved in any of that? Do you buy like? Um, well, I'm thinking of getting a computer. Yes. Oh, are you really? <laughs> um, and then maybe playing some of those games on it. Yeah. Or just improving my darts. Darts is a is a sport oh, that you that yeah, is you know true. very healthy at home on your own just practicing. Yeah. You know, it I becomes mean, less healthy in a in a pub, of course, because you. I was thinking about that. If you have one of those electric scorers, you're both doing that thing where you're pressing it. You're both touching the yeah. board, and you're not sharing darts, obviously. But well, I saw one of the guys from Matchroom the other day, and obviously they're worrying times for them on a lot of levels, not just from the boxing, but um, mm. from the darts and the snooker. 
Luca because do you, how, how reliant do you think darts is on a on a big audience to to bring that to life because obviously they've got the big tour going on they're going to have to start looking at what they can and can't do around Europe it's probably the same arguments about the football it's just a lot better with an audience there isn't it I mean yeah. you could play it uh... I think you could play darts without a crowd I mean you could obviously you could play without a yeah crowd. but in terms of viewing in terms of watching football at home you could absolutely watch football at home without a crowd couldn't you Yes, we could. I mean, but we, we, we had the England-Croatia game, didn't we? Croatia yeah. against England. It, yeah. it was pretty lame. Well, really. I watched uh, the highlights last week of the Manchester United match, and it's it's just eerie. But, I mean, if yeah, it's the yeah. only alternative, uh, maybe, maybe it may come Some to Some good that. goals in that game. I thought it took the pressure off them. It did. <laughs> it did. It was their finest hour, the uh, Manchester United's um, uh, opponents last week, really. It was the biggest game they've ever had, and had to play it with nobody there. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, so, Tim... Um, yes, we we really do hope these gigs go ahead. Um, Absolutely, it's going to be because, a lot of fun. I mean, mm. I know people are probably I don't know whether people are buying tickets at this very moment for events, but uh, let's uh, you know let's hope. Do you know, what, just to put a positive spin on everything, isn't it a beautiful time weather-wise at the moment? It I is. Mean, <laughs> it is. Sorry. Spring is in the air. I tell you what, when I go into my garden in the morning, the, the sparrows are singing, and I saw a goldfinch and a nuthatch in my garden this morning. Right. They don't know there's any. You know, there's parts of the world that are not affected. Okay, that's true. Nature. Okay, well, that's true. We should take we Very should true. take some solace in those kind of things. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talksport. Well, uh, interestingly, my wife was telling me earlier on she uh, went and did a bit of shopping. A, it was mm. some odd, weird, wonderful things. There were tissues there, uh, oh, yeah. supposedly in the mm. supermarket, but no eggs. Uh, people had wiped the shelves of I eggs. I don't understand that. Perishable, which I find quite odd. Well, they last, quite know you know, why that's the case. at their best when they're fresh, but I suppose they do last about a month or so. Yeah, so, so uh, that's know. not really... I, I don't bring it up for that reason. No. But she said the, the kind of... The shopping demographic was very different for a Monday morning. It was predominantly men. There was lots and lots of men shopping there, obviously... Uh, working from home, yeah. thinking, right, I'll mm. go out. I'll go out and get the shopping, and, and uh, so it was a very sort of different setup. So people are doing stuff. They are already, I think, we're seeing, and this is only likely to, 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 uh, to uh, yeah, to get worse. If you like, we're going to see a situation where people are going to be doing stuff well outside the comfort zone, maybe returning to things they haven't done for a while, or or, or, or maybe learning a new skill. Our old mate Crackers has been in touch, Andy, hasn't he? Uh, he Richard has. Cracknell. He's uh, he's on lockdown in Lanzarote, where he yeah. lives now, and. Uh, I'm just looking for his uh, tweet. He basically were, decided that he, they're only allowed to go out one person at a time. So he went out to get some... But here we are. Currently on lockdown in Lanzarote, he only allowed one person at a time, decided to go to cycle to the shop to get butter. Not been on a push bike for circa 30 years. About a two-mile round trip. But when I got back, I demanded Mrs C gave me a yellow jersey, brackets T-shirt, to wear. <laughs> Out of his comfort zone. So there we are. The Crackers has, has he's got back on the bike after all these years. The last one he had uh, had stabilisers. So is there anything you've done so far or plan to do uh, in light of uh, the virus or maybe the change to your work practices that uh, that you want to tell us about? Talksport.com forward slash H and J. You can text to eight ten eighty nine or you can tweet to TSH&J. Charlie the cabbie said uh, a number of people also out shopping. Uh, weird and wonderful nature of what people mm. are stockpiling, which they shouldn't be doing anyway in any shape or form. But uh, Charlie says, uh, it's a guy behind me with a trolley full of soup. 
<laughs> hope it's in tins. People are acting very strangely. Well, people aren't they? are worried. You know, the thing is, if you're going to have to stay in for two weeks at a time, and say this, I'm not, normally not a fan of any sort of things like this, but you understand that people, you know, it's sensible to have at least a, a, a couple of weeks worth of provisions, a bit of pasta, a bit of tin. Food because you, you might can, yeah, have a to couple be, of weeks, not a couple of years. No, not a couple of years. We're not. We're, no, we're, look, we're that's people desperate, and also people profiteering. That bloke pictured with his trolley full of rolls and rolls and rolls of toilet paper. I mean, he should yeah. definitely not be allowed to buy any of those. And no, it's uh, there's some weird, wonderful stuff going on. Uh, in terms of yeah. I'm, I'm sport, I'm going to tell you about some sport that's still on. Yeah. Uh, Davey tells us greyhound racing is still going ahead. Uh, and it's, I don't think dogs get it, do they? Maybe misinformation. No, uh, my so. dog's not coughing at the moment, so I'm, I'm working on the basis. Things yeah. are okay. Good news for my dog. The gravy bones are still in plentiful supply. <laughs> she had a slightly worried look in her eye earlier <laughs> really? on. Really? As my wife uh, head off to the supermarket. They don't get big crowds, do they, for the, for the Greyhound race? I think I, no, do. I don't think you so. But when you're watching it on telly, you wouldn't know if there's a crowd there or not. It's live on Sky Channel 175 and Freeset Channel 176 from 6pm tonight, racing from Nottingham and Yarmouth. Davey, thank you very much. Well, it's, it's quite a bit this of fun. It's the making of sports. Like it. It, 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 I was saying this yesterday. You know, but I can tell you now, like, it's two from three from six and four and five is back in third. <laughs> it's all that. That's the comedy. Yeah. Nobody ever knows the name of the dogs. Different uh, number configurations are available, yeah, of yeah. course. Oh, except for Burning Rubber, who won the 4.45 at Bellevue last week and got us out of a bit of jail. jail. You and the, no, uh, you I'm and still the looking for these mad stories. I mean, this one. Abba legend Bjorn Ulvius downs 20 coffees a day. Good Lord. Which works out at 7,300 cups a year. Yeah. Uh, Bjorn said, I wake up quite early and the first... Of course you do. <laughs> 20 cups of coffee. I'm surprised <laughs> you even got to sleep. <laughs> Goodness sake, man. true. And... Uh, Chip fan, I don't know who that is. Chip fan. Chip fan Rudy Guybertz has oh, yeah. eaten more than 12,000 bags of French fries in the past 30 years. <laughs> God. Yeah. And the 45-year-old Belgian claims it's kept him healthy. It seemed unlikely. <laughs> he's still going strong, isn't he? Well, he's only 45. I paid brief tribute to a man that I did a little bit of work with back in the day. Oh, um, yes. The great Roy Hudd. Yeah, um, sad news. I, uh, I, I had a sort of bursary once at, at the Beeb years ago, and I used to go and spend my Thursday lunch times watching the news headlines recorded down at the mm. Paris studios on uh, Lower Regent Street. And um, he was a lovely man. He was a lovely man. He was a very funny man. He was a brilliant performer. He was a great writer. He was a sort of comedy historian who, mm. if you'd got in a... Oh, tipping stuff everywhere. If you got into conversations with him uh, about uh, the old star music hall stuff, et cetera, et cetera, it was absolutely uh, fascinating. He used so, to play uh, Bud Flanagan and Flanagan and He that, did, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I mean, look, it's, it's mm. uh, certainly for people of a, of, a, of a certain era, but he did do some kind of acting later in life. He did some sort of comedy dramas and was and was brilliant in was them. But, um, I mean, talented. I think everybody's been saying much the same thing. He was a very talented man, but first and foremost... He was just a lovely fella, so it was very sad news today. And also, Britain's oldest surviving cricketer has died, aged 105. Yeah. John Manners. And quite, a, quite an intri intriguing sort of... He basically played 21 first-class matches. Yes. Between 1937 and 1953. You think how much cricket they play now? Yeah. So over a period of 13, 16 years, he only played 21 games. Wow, well, But John Arlott wrote that he... No player in Hampshire's history was more intriguing. So, what about that? Yeah, so I'll there you go. That, Andy. So, uh, yeah, what else have we got here? Uh, let's have a look. I'm looking at these minor stories in troubled times. I've got yes. one about Britain's oldest hairdresser. 
Oh, OK. <laughs> well, Britain's yeah. oldest hairdresser. Yes. Oh, this one. This is a sort of story. This is an odd story. I've got planning news oh, if God. you want to get ready with a jingle. <laughs> okay. I've got planning. Well, let me just do this sporting one. sporting related. Now, it's going to take more while to oh, find yeah, it. find anyway. the planning news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a wild monkey that raided a meatball factory avoided capture and was chased off into the woods in southern Thailand. How did that make our papers? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost as if there's not a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Well, go big with a meatball-nicking monkey. That's that's the front page sorted for today. <laughs> Everything else can just fall in line around it's that. It's ridiculous, yeah. really. Um, so if you see any of those stories, I, I, I need those stories to keep going over the next few weeks. So do do send them to me. I'll be very grateful. I'll look out for my own as well. But uh, this one, for example, they're all nothing about nothing. Bradley Mumford, 21 of Essex, bought an Arsenal versus Olympiacos programme on eBay, the same one nicked from his seat. Is that in the paper? Well, there seems there are a lot of news about one thing, or no news about anything else. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. So, so there we go. So we'll take we'll take a few of those over the uh, next few weeks. Uh, planning news. You want planning news? Oh, I do want planning it's, news. It's sporting related. Here mm. we go. Planning news. Yeah, and that's it, planning news. <laughs> Essentially, the jingle doesn't add a great deal. It's just planning news, isn't it? Well, it gives it a bit of texture. And you think, what's planning news if you're just joining us? Well, planning news is what happens is that uh, the way that often journalism works these days, Pulitzer's all around, if you're not uh, scouring social media, mm. um, you're looking at plan. Send the work experience down, look at the planning applications yeah. for today, because it always turn up something. There, yeah. And sure enough, we've got Formula One tycoon Eric Herzman, who was forced to take down £100,000 take down a £100,000 chandelier in a row with his upstairs neighbours. I hope they got uh, Grandad and Del Boy to do it. Yeah. That would have been Why were they worried? I, I read this story and I couldn't work out. They're above him, so why are they worried about the... I suppose they're worried because the heavy could chandelier point, yeah. could pull the it's whole a, ceiling down. Yeah, they, it's a 23-stone light... Uh, that's not a contradiction. It's a no. 23 stone chandelier. God, that's um, a lot of chandelier. It's imagine the moose in chandelier form. Yeah, but you'd hang from your ceiling. A 23 stone man mm. could hang from the ceiling without pulling pulling the ceiling down. Sure. Well, okay. Well, do you want to give that a try? <laughs> well, we said we, we may well have the, we may well have the time man. over the next couple of weeks to, to <laughs> put that to, to go the, in the test. Studio. Yeah. Okay, we'll bring, we'll get some of that gorilla glue <laughs> and we get the moose and we pat him out a bit. <laughs> Not uh, that but much. Anyway, uh, the 23 stone light threatened to tear down the living room. A retired BP chairman, uh, Sir Peter Waters, 89, his wife Meryl, 74. We don't need the ages. Well, they got a court order in Kensington. We do these things. Rich yeah. Eric, um, or Reckless Eric, as I'm calling him, one yes. of the kids, 58, will fight them in court. He said, I can probably buy them and sell them twice over. Yeah, that's a way to get well, him on that's side. A bit arrogant, isn't that's arrogant. the way Did to get him really on side, Reckless that? Eric. That's not a Quite good idea possibly. to say that, really. Yeah. Uh, for the first time ever, mm. says Dan, I'm listening to the 4H and J show and not the podcast. You, well, you probably think to yourself, it's not as good. half an hour is hard enough. <laughs> Three hours of this rubbish. It was a struggle mm. on the commute to work this morning. A lane closed on the stairs due to a pile of washing. Then a bottleneck <laughs> coming into the kitchen as myself and the cats queued up to get through the gap. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. We now turn to uh, somebody we often talk to about uh, Spanish football. But when I slightly different subject now because he contacted me yesterday and said I'm living a very surreal experience at the moment mm. I'm in lockdown in Spain um, like well, our old friend Crackers who we heard from earlier that's right um, uh, Paul Breen Turner of course Spanish football expert uh, joins us now Paul good afternoon yeah hi, hi fellas I've over the years spoken to you from a lot of different places <laughs> but, but never under house arrest well, is that what it feels like Paul yeah it's bizarre I'm here. I can't go out. I can only go out if 
I'm going to the supermarket to do some essential shopping or I'm going to a chemist. Uh, apart from that, we are completely forbidden from going out on the streets. The police are patrolling here. They've got drones going overhead. And if you get caught and you cannot give a proper reason, it's an on-the-spot fine of at least €100 Euros and up to 6000 Well, Are you wow. in Malaga at the moment, Paul? I, I'm near Gibraltar. Oh, I'm actually, Gibraltar. for those of you, yeah, I'm just over the border from, I'm about 300 metres. I can see Gibraltar from where I am. Right. Uh, so I'm in the Spanish town of La Lina. Okay. Are you, uh, on, are you on the boat? Are you on board your boat? Do, do you know, a bizarre thing happened. I, I left the boat and I came over for lunch at some friend's place uh, a couple of days ago, mm. who occasionally, if it's rough weather, I stay with them. And it went on TV that a state of emergency had been called. And next thing, all the cops were whizzing around and I was kind of stuck here. Right. Okay. So, so I'm still house? here. So you're at a friend's house. You're not. You're not so even I'm in your own place. a friend's place. house, but I might sneak over to the boat. Things seem to be a bit quieter now. So I've got my passport and my bits and pieces. So hopefully I can make it back to the boat, which is about a mile away from where I am. Yeah, wow. I mean your friends. I mean they might like you, but they're not going to want you to stay in permanent. <laughs> slightly, slightly outstanding. Welcome. Now, I just want to ask you something because I've heard a lot about this, uh, and I'm sure we're going to get this here about being only able to go out to buy at a supermarket. When you do that, is the supermarket that busy, or, or is it staggered? I mean, you know, if everybody went out at the same time, then you'd have the same problem, you know, that you've got about gathering. So, I mean, how how are they sort of controlling that? Yeah, I, I went at, I calculated uh, people have lunch at about two o'clock. So I went about three o'clock thinking there were going to be less people. And it wasn't too bad. Uh, the shelves were probably 70% less um, full as what I would normally expect. But uh, there weren't that many people and people were very civilized. That were asked by the government to stand a meter away from each other. Uh, everybody was very calm at the checkout. Everybody was thanking the girl uh, for her hard work. And there was a lack of meat. There was a lack of vegetables. So a lot of people have stocked up with things like pasta and tin foods and bits and pieces. Oh, and a, there is a little bit of humour, guys, because you are allowed to take your dog out. Okay. Um, <laughs> so there's a guy in this building where I am called Paco, and he's been lending his dog to a few of the neighbours. <laughs> so the fourth dog will be exhausted. I've actually taken the dog out for a walk a couple of times, and you're quite right. I mean, he's puffing and panting. And he doesn't want to go out anymore. <laughs> so just to get a bit of fresh air, to sort of share, share it around, um, it yeah. means everybody in the block. Are you noticing a bit of a community spirit then, uh, Paul, amongst the people there? We, we really are. There's a very emotional thing that's taking place. Every evening at 8 o'clock, people gather if they, if they have a balcony or they just open the windows, or if they're in a garden. Everybody goes outside, and there's a massive round of applause that goes on for about 10 minutes, 8 o'clock Central European time every evening, right. uh, in support of the doctors and the nurses, and, and really people in supermarkets, and, and all people who are putting themselves in the face of danger, you know, and especially the doctors and the nurses who are massively admired here for their bravery. So mm. that that's quite a an uplifting experience, and we look forward uh, to, to that in the evening. Even the beaches here, guys, are all roped off. The parks are all fenced off. The kids can't go out and play. It's, it's, it, it, I can only describe it as something I've seen in the, in the old war films, you know, when there was a curfew. And yes. You were not allowed to go out on the streets. It's, it's mm. like that. It's, it's quite bizarre. I'm looking out now from where I am. Sun is shining. It's a glorious day. And 
I can't see one person. Have they given any, I don't suppose they can really, but have they given any sort of indication of time limit of how long this might go on? They, they have. They've said initially 15 days, um, and then they'll make further statements. They have, every morning they do uh, have a press conference. Pedro Sanchez, you may have seen this, but Pedro Sanchez, the Prime Minister of Spain, he came on, his wife has been diagnosed positive with the coronavirus. Um, and every time somebody high profile gets it, that is, is all over the news. But no, we're expecting this to last at least 15 days, and then they'll make a, a decision uh, after that. And in regard to, I heard you mention in Gibraltar a little early on, the border here is open. Mm. There are about 12,000 workers from La Línea here in Spain who cross that border every day to work. They have been allowed to go over. Some have been asked to show proof of work contracts. But in Gibraltar itself, all bars and restaurants are closed for 21 days. Wow. Um, and the hotel, restaurants and bars are only open for people who are staying there. So the whole thing has been taken very, very seriously. Sure. And uh, the, the, the other thing, trying to put a bit of lightness on it, I've been watching television here because my friends have got satellite TV and we have the Spanish channels as well. Hmm. All the channels seem to be showing disaster movies. Oh, well, great. <laughs> you know, like, well, done, well done, the programmers. <laughs> well, fantastic, isn't brilliant. it? I mean, it's just like that one, Matthew McConaughey, the, the, the one where he goes to Mars and then he's behind the bookcase. Have you guys seen that one? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Trying to save the world. Yeah, I mean, that's um, odd. You, know, you, you need, uh, you know, Senorita Brown's boys, don't you, really? You need a bit of that. Um, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Paul, we will check in with you again. Stay safe, hunker down, and uh, go and take that dog for a walk again, even though it doesn't going to stop biting your ankles every time the lead comes out. But uh, we'll catch up with you soon, Paul. Thanks very much for joining us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. I do need a sporting fixer because I can watch so much of ordinary telly with my wife, but I, I found that I had to go and watch a bit of rugby league. I had to go and watch Halifax v Ebsley. I started watching The Test on Amazon. It's about uh, Australia's journey from disgrace oh, yes. to uh, winning the Ashes. And uh, unfortunately, it has a very happy ending for them, which makes it a bit tricky watch. But it's really interesting. <laughs> you know, brilliantly, the access they've got. And, you know, obviously... Uh, right from that low point to the high point so I, I should watch that yeah. I'm sure other people will discover similar things I couldn't the badminton was on I couldn't understand why that was on with all those crowds there and honestly I lasted about three minutes worse than tennis really you, uh, <laughs> you couldn't get into it's the badminton crazy, no? really okay well fair enough yeah um, Anthony's been in touch. I mean, I mentioned earlier on, my wife said that um, there'd been a run on eggs at the supermarket. Yeah. If you wanted tissues and toilet paper, apparently, not so bad. But if you wanted <laughs> eggs, forget it. They'd sold out of eggs. They're perishable. No one's really thought that through. But uh, Anthony said, um, I've had four out of six eggs that have been double yokers from a standard box from the supermarket. Two to go for the Grand Slam. Oh, that is I mean, exciting. it might be nice to get him on air while he breaks the last two. Well, don't break them for nothing, just for us. Let's do them tomorrow. Oh, he's, he's got a chance to be on national well, radio. He's breakfast break. tomorrow morning and then he can't get any more. Oh, that's well, it's certainly in my part of the world he can't. There might be in other parts of the world he might be. It's up to you, Anton. If you're prepared to come on and break two eggs no. for do what it, passes as live tomorrow, sport. let us know. Okay. <laughs> well, you can eat them overnight. Well, can't, he just wanna... have a, can't he just make a massive omelette? <laughs> 
That would be. Yeah, can, it's up to you, Anthony. It's your it's your call, mate. If you want to, if you want to come on national radio and break two eggs, uh, and for what passes as live sport at the moment, you're very welcome. Well, that's if fair not, enough, really. If not, I mean, Andy, it's, I've never known you so angry about something, Andy. No, no, angry. I'm Andy concerned waste, for him. You want to waste two eggs? Yeah, I'm, I feel, I'd feel guilty. Not, you know, we're not quite if he, locked down he's mode yet. You know, tempting for Anthony to think, oh, I'll come he's on offered. national radio. He's offered. He's, he's offered to break the last two eggs. Yeah, as he comes on, and then his family say, "Well, Dad, where's, where's me? Where's me scrambled eggs?" Like, oh, sorry, I wasted them on Hawksby and Jacob. See, that's not good. Yeah. Is that conversation going to happen? I've never known. You don't give a <laughs> about anybody and anything, and suddenly you've got this conscience. Well, it's the times we're living in. I'm suddenly concerned about your, people. Scrambled your brains. Are you going to become a very different person? <laughs> I don't highly think. Unlikely. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. So, um, first it was, um, yes, a double yokers. Anthony Cassidy oh, got yeah, in touch yeah, earlier on. Sorry, he says, yeah. um, I have, I've had four out of six eggs that have been double yokers from a standard box. That's the key. Someone oh, who said we should have a steward. Yes. Mac, who said stewards because they sell double yokers in, in a supermarket. But he says a standard box, four from six. And he's, prepared to go for the Grand Slam with the remaining two eggs, despite Andy's concern that his Such kids will miss out on an omelette. Why should he care? Um, Anthony, good afternoon. Hi, Paul. Hi, Andy. Well, this is, this is drama in the extreme, well, as Nigel exciting, Pearson would say. It? So we've, you've had six double yokers. No, from four. A, oh, four double yokers from a, from, a, from a standard box of half a dozen eggs. Is this right? Yeah, I can confirm. Uh, they are six large free-range eggs, yeah. and they are not a box of double yokers. They're just a standard box. Wow, this is, I mean, the odds, I mean, we didn't get Paddy Power, maybe we should have done, but the odds on getting four out of six double yokers in a standard box is, right. is pretty high. You could have retired on the proceeds. I say he's not going to get six, I think. Uh... You think there might be one more in the, might have one more in his locker? What do you think, well, Andy? My, my Possibly one more. into this, I've, I've not had any double yokers in history. So, so that you've had four in a row. You're on a roll, aren't you? Oh, were you, were you right. making a large omelette? What were your cake? What, what, were you what, making? what were you doing with the four eggs? Well, it, it, it happened over the weekend, the first two. Right. Uh, my wife did them, and because there was no sport for the last five days, it was genuinely the most exciting thing that happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then this morning was uh, was breakfast, so I okay. thought, well, yeah, while we're on a roll. Okay. You can, you, can you allay Andy's fears that your kids will still eat if you break these next two eggs? That, uh, you oh, get yeah, we're all right. Good, we're okay, okay. that's good. Some, they can have a cheese sandwich. That's good, okay. <laughs> so here we go, egg number five. There's an element of trust here, Andy, of course. We trust oh, you. Oh, no, we trust you. That you self refereeing cl- exactly. exactly, it is. It's like the snooker. Yeah. It is like the snooker. <laughs> There'd be no point coming on there here. There would be. There's no point no coming point on and cheating. There. You're cheating yourself. You're cheating your family. You're cheating <laughs> us. You're cheating the talk sport <laughs> listeners. So here we go then, uh, Anthony. This is live egg breaking. Can we get six out of six double yokers? Go for number five. Here we go. Well, I go for the larger of the last remaining two eggs. So okay, here we, go. here we go. Sound effects all. Yes. Oh, it's another one. Oh! oh. oh. That is exciting. Five, five out of five. This is, five this five. is freakish. What went on in the old place? Oh, tension. We've got tension music, <laughs> for goodness <laughs> sake. This is fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, can yeah. we get you? Are you ready? You ready, Anthony? Ready. You, 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 if you want to have, have a minute to take a couple of deep breaths and get yourself together mm. again, we can understand it. But are you ready to go? Here we go. Oh, I've composed myself. Here we go. Right. Let's go. Oh, unbelievable. It's another one. No, six out of six. Six out of six. Genuinely. Fantastic. <laughs> six out of six. Double yokers. <laughs> from a grand standard. Slam. 
I, my guess is that the, the, the newspapers, the tabloids, are going to want fun stories. I would expect a call from one of the old red tops yeah. overnight. Take, take a photo. Take, before you take, beat them up for an omelette, take a photo of the thing. Take Yeah, that's a, or make a cake. Well, um, yeah, yeah t- let's have a look at the six. Um, we, when you've had some of them, though. You've only got two left, haven't you? Yeah, well, let's have a look at yeah, these two. I've got, I've got these. I've sent these, yet. Brilliant. Okay. All right. Well, look, we'll put the word out there to uh, to our friends in the newspaper business, and uh, you could you could be splashed all over the well, the well, centre pages. Well, I'm be, guessing at the moment. Front page at the it moment. won't. No, it's not. It won't be. It won't be. It, it probably wouldn't have been anyway, but it certainly won't be now. Page Anthony, eight. thanks for bringing Talk Sport some live sport in these strange You're times. Thanks welcome. very much. There we are. Uh, Anthony Cassie, there, man. He was quite excited. Wasn't it was. He? Well, who? What? Weren't you? I was. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> you were. Sadly. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's come to this. Um, Jeff wonders in in Cov is the egg breaking taking place behind closed doors almost certainly I mean it's acoustically it sounded like he was in don't mean go in the garden to do it would he he? the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport don't ask me to leave it out Quick quest- questions based on last week's shows um, at Cheltenham. Andy, um, yes. on Friday we spoke to Freddie Burns uh, from Freddie England, Burns, Fly Half. Yes. Which club does he play for? Freddie Burns. He told us. He, he wasn't He wasn't a million wasn't miles away happy. from us. In He was looking oh, at... Was he the place for Gloucester or Bath? Which one are you going to go for? Can we quick? <sighs> Gloucester. Bath. <laughs> okay. Uh, t- the two Tonys, uh, Cotty and Gale, we met them. We got yeah. on their dog. Hurriedly got... Got on the dog at which famous dog track? Romford. Romford, Six nineteen at Romford. Oh, see, you remember yeah, the I time. Remember that. Who was Neil Phillips? We spoke to him last Wednesday. Neil Phillips, the wine tipster. The wine tipster, yeah, you're on fire. Oh, if it wasn't for Gloucester and Bath. Uh, Paul Whitehouse joined us as well. Yeah. Um, what part does he play in the Only Fools and Horses oh, musical? Gra- uh, well, is he young collab or granddad? Well, you tell me. What is he? Granddad. His granddad, that's yeah, right. Um, Michael Duff joined us as well on Monday. Burnley, former Burnley defender, Cheltenham manager. For which uh, country did he play his international football, Michael? Talks a bit about did it. Did he talk about that? Yeah, we touched on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we mentioned it in passing. I remember him Cheltenham. Michael he was a Duff, good bloke. Michael Duff. I remember the chat. Yeah, Michael Duff. I'd say something like Gibraltar. No, Northern Ireland. He'd oh, be okay. chuffed with that. <laughs> I'm on that bombshell. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. From Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. You got off to a bad start with Don't Ask Me, but recovered nicely until yes. Gibraltar. Well, there you go. I had, Gibraltar, <laughs> I had Gibraltar on the mind. I think you probably did. Okay, that's it. We're back uh, tomorrow. We're going to try and track down Dr. Carl Kennedy, who was supposed to be on with us today. Yeah. So we will work on that and see if we can line him up for a bit. Of, I know you're keen to have a neighbours chat this week. Well, I am. I'm looking. This is a big week. It's the big 35th week. anniversary. It's their cup final. So, yeah. So, uh, anyway, thanks for uh, listening. We're back tomorrow from one if you can listen live. If not, podcast available. Uh, where you got this one at around five o'clock. Keep safe. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.